two quick things before we start. Sure. They're called boobs ad. Yep. Number two, <laughs> I will never for the life of me know how to spell the word Brockovich. Yeah, I just did a good copy and paste action. Sure. Right? Type, ooh, copy and paste. Paste. I still haven't recovered from algorithm. How oh is there no God. Y in that word? I don't make the rules. Also, they're called boobs ad is from the film yes. Aaron Brockovich, which I we're going to talk that. about at length, they apparently. I need you to tell that. You never know. Hi, Patrick Hines. Bam, come to Obsessed Fast. Please come. It is upon us. Look, here's the deal. We've been saying it for so long. 2,200 of your true crime best friends. During the day, it's regular convention programming, but like not regular convention programming. Right. So it's some like true crime stuff and some things that are not true crime, like the Taylor Swift sing-along I'm doing. Yeah, the karaoke on the main stage. Yeah, lots of special guests. I don't know, some meet and greets, some book yeah. signings. I mean, Payne Lindsay's doing a, a one-on-one talk with Rebecca Lavoie. Robbie Chaudhry's doing a whole Adnan talk. Perfect. She's filling you in on all the details, taking Amazing. all your questions. Everybody's doing like a live podcast saving during the day. So let's go to court's doing a podcast saving. Ooh. Red Handed's doing one. Stranger Unexplained with Daisy Egan. And then at night is the big live show. Yeah. So it's Scamfluencers and Obsessed with Disappeared on Friday. Okay. Morbid and True Crime Obsessed on Saturday. <laughs> oh boy. And then we're closing the whole thing out with this epic drag brunch on Sunday morning. It's going to be like nine or ten drag queens from uh. Columbus. It's just going to be the greatest Funnest, obsessed, networkiest weekend. Wow. When you say it all in a I row know. like that. It's awesome. Sam, you don't want to miss out. Get your tickets, obsessedfest.com. Also, if you want more Jillian and me, join us on the Patreon, baby. Yeah. So that, did you say baby or maybe? I said maybe, but now I wish <laughs> well, I said maybe. Join us on the Patreon, <laughs> baby. Yeah, that's where we do all of our long form series. So we're in the middle of Worst Roommate Ever. God, they're terrible, those they're people. They're horrible. This is very dark. It is. <laughs> Love Fraud and Murder Among the Mormons, that Gacy thing on Peacock, yeah. the Jinx, the Staircase, all the ones that are like four, five, six, seven, eight episodes. I'll be gone in the dark. The Bigfoot one from Hulu. Sasquatch. Sasquatch. <laughs> you fam, you know you want to hear me talk about Sasquatch. I know. You get these episodes ad free. We've got a tier where we send you stuff. We do the after parties where yeah. we just like hang out twice a month. And just like talk about stuff. Sometimes we give you advice. Sometimes we take your questions. It's, it's a, true. It's, it, is a one, it is one whole party. That's right. <laughs> All right, girl. What are we talking about today? Oh, my goodness. We are talking about the real rebel, Erin yeah. Brockovich, which was a 2020 news special and basically promotional <laughs> material for a movie that's 20 years old and a show that lasted five episodes. <laughs> Am I wrong? Is this just... No, that's what that's what we're doing. This is the longest commercial I've that's ever seen what we're in doing. my life. Okay, great. She's not afraid of a fight. Erin was Rocky in a miniskirt. If Barbie and Wonder Woman were one person. A rebel. A fearless crusader. It's worth the fight. And a single mom. When I first sat down with Erin and Elizabeth Brockovich, I wasn't so sure that this story would have a Hollywood ending. Yeah, we wear our hot mess hat with pride here, okay? <laughs> it takes a rebel to kick some. Well, you know what. And now, Thursday night, buckle up for the real rebel. So here's the thing. Like, I do love Erin. Brockovich. I love the movie. Yeah. I love the person. Yeah. I think she's cool. Although she has weird, she throws attitude around at weird moments. Well, I guess we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But right off the bat, she describes herself as a disruptor, which I fucking love. Yeah. But yeah, well, at first they're like, you've seen the movie. Right. You've seen the TV series. Right. And I'm like, there's a TV series. That's exactly what I said. I was like, no, I haven't narrator. And it was with Katie Seagal. Who I love. She's perfect. Yeah. She's like a trained Shakespearean actress. If you don't, she's best known as being Peg Bundy. Yeah. She was also in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she's better known for More that. More recently, totally. Sons of Anarchy. Was, was it married with children in like the 1800s? Yeah, and Christina Applegate has not aged a day. I, it's true, she really does look amazing. <laughs> but you know, we learn, like as anybody who saw the movie knows. So Hinckley is a desert town with just a few hundred residents, about two hours northeast of Los Angeles. Someone once called it halfway between L.A. and nowhere. Halfway between L.A. and nowhere. Yeah, and when we get the shot of the desert, we get these birds of prey sound effects. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Wow, great sound effect was work, GP. I, I, I wasn't expecting to do good, that. Really good work. Like everything that I say on this podcast, it just came out. Totally. <laughs> but we learn it's in this town called Hinkley, where California energy company PG&E operates a natural gas pumping station. Right, and we learn that from 1952 to 1966, they use chromium-6. And yes. 
chromium six was to like make rust not happen, basically yeah. from growing on the cooling towers, like rust and algae. But the thing about chromium six is that it causes cancer anywhere in the body, and now it's in the fucking water supply. And it's just like got flushed out of this building into the, yeah, like into the local water. Supply. I mean, anyone who's seen Aaron Brockovich knows. I this. mean, <laughs> you just can't. Should we just do like a watching party of Aaron Brockovich rather than covering you this app? Can't you cannot live in a world where people maybe haven't watched Aaron Brockovich? I know, I can't. You, Have you seen it? Are you kidding? Okay, well, you always like to throw our age difference in my face, so I didn't know. I texted you. They're called Boobs Ed <laughs> this morning. True. The guy who's in that scene, by the way, his name is Jamie Harrell. He's an like a gay actor that I used to kind of know. Okay, and he was really obnoxious about being in this movie. It was like oh. it was like he was one of those. He was also in a scene in that movie Hannibal, the sequel or the prequel. That one I didn't see. Yeah, well, he he had this a whole big scene with Anthony Hopkins, and the whole thing got cut. Oh, and I it loved sucks. it. Sorry, Jamie. I, I filmed a whole scene with Wallace Shawn, and it got cut. <gasps> I, you guys, you know who Wallace Shawn is. Wallace Shawn is... He's Mr. Hall from Clueless. Yes, but he's, he's like Princess, from the Bride. Princess Bride. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. Yeah. Right. I had a whole scene with him when I was doing important things with Dimitri Martin. It was me and John Mulaney and, and Wallace Shawn, and the oh whole thing God. got scrapped. But the, another sketch I was in made it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Jesus Christ. Well, anyway, in this town of Hinkley, everyone is getting sick right. from the water. Everywhere I was going in this little community... Somebody had asthma, reoccurring bronchitis, unusual joint aches, nosebleeds, and it didn't make sense. The illnesses are all over the place. Yeah. And we get the Erin Brockovich backstory. So in the early 90s, before everything happened, she was a divorced mom of three kids. You know, the thing that is really awesome about her and, like, one of the things that makes her, like, a great character in the movie is that she talked how she wanted and she dressed how she wanted. She was, like, wore stiletto heels and, like, right. bustier bras. She was a hot number. She was a hot, she, <laughs> she was a hot number and proud of it. And she why was. shouldn't she be? Exactly. She got a mouth on her. I loved it. So, <laughs> but the thing is, Chris Connolly's here, yeah. as always, yeah. as per usual. But then something happened. It's like, this is the same event that opened the 2000 film Aaron Brockovich. And I'm like, that, this is what it occurs to me. Oh, shit. Yeah. Either 2020 thinks we're that shallow that right. we only care about the story because it's a movie when it's actually a very important story. Totally. Or it's just a commercial for a movie that's 23 years old. Well, it's both of those things because we see the scene from the movie. Right. They like do that a lot. Because they didn't have footage of the car accident but we're about I to talk about. I gotta tell you, it's a great movie. All the scenes are welcome. And I gotta tell you another thing, 2020. If you do this again with another story, there's been like a famous movie made of it give us more of that behind the scenes shit yeah I love it when there's people filming the filming of a scene it's good I could watch it all day long it's pretty good if I wasn't like an internet entertainment tonight they'd be like there's Patrick in the (laughs) basement watching the filming of the filming again is that what entertainment tonight used to do yeah they used to just like go on set yeah like you just see like I love watching like Julia Roberts like walk across the street you love it you love it I love it so much but she was basically you know she gets in a car wreck in Nevada and it's Nevada it's Nevada it's Nevada oh we're gonna do this yeah go, it's go, la- to, go it's, run to the Facebook group they'll be on my side it's Nevada it's laundry and Florida it's laundry <laughs> it's Florida and it's Nevada I am right on Nevada I will die on this okay, fucking hill fine. It's, um, I'm gonna Aaron Brockovich the shit out of you right now I'm already wearing shorts you're, and a muscle tee a Motley Crew girls 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 muscle tee because no, it's 104 degrees outside I was wondering shorts. why your boobs were so high today and the high pony I, I, I know, it's, it's like I'm wearing a costume I know. I don't even look like myself in this heat. The point is, she's in that car wreck in Nevada, and you sh- left. <laughs> it's Nevada. <laughs> you don't have to say it exaggerated like that. They're gonna be so mad at you. Oh my they god, always, they're gonna be so we, mad. By the way, I just want to say that I'm on tour right now without you. Yeah. And we all miss you so oh, much. That's very sweet. So like we'll do the like I'll just like in the middle of the show, I'll be like, you guys get ready to get mad at me. Spell the word L and they're like, no! <laughs> no, she's not even here. Don't you talk about her? Thanks for letting me know you're talking shit about me on the road. No, it's on with love. It's with love. And I call into the QA. Oh my god, it's the it's most so amazing thing. But so they it convinced her to take this to like a jury trial. That didn't go the way they told me that might go. And and I needed a job. And it was Ed Masri, one of the partners at the small Southern California law firm of Masri and Vitito that represented Aaron in her case, who gave her a job as a file clerk. I guess she thought she was going to be like a lawsuit millionaire or she was going to be a lawsuit liberty. Oh, God. And she wasn't. You promised me you wouldn't do it. 
But now she like is back in California and she needs a job. Right. So she meets Ed Masri. No, Ed was one of her lawyers in the in the car lawsuit. So Ed Masri <laughs> played wonderfully by Albert Finney in the movie. Thank you, 2020. Which is true. He was great. He was. He's fancy. He's, yeah. an, he's an Annie. Come yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. So he was a partner at the law firm that represented Aaron in this case and he gave her a job. Yes, exactly. And so Aaron was at work working on some real estate deal and she notices medical records that are mixed in with the real estate documents. Yeah. And she's like... <laughs> I saw it and thought, this blood work looks weird. To which I say, Aaron, who's not a doctor. I, I have the same note. But who cares? Number one, who cares? Because she was right. Two, all, is this not a HIPAA violation? Also, who cares? Totally. Because she, we're, we got to get to the bottom of it. But I'm like, how does one know. know that blood work looks Doesn't, weird? Yeah. My point here, though, is that Ed gave her a task and she was interested. As a person who hires people, this is the dream employee. Like, the person, she's not just pushing paper. Like, with all of her infinite mensa knowledge she could have been like this blood work looks weird i'm not gonna say anything because i don't care because i leave in five minutes right that yeah i love that she was like i need a job she's just gonna be good at the job she has she needed a job she wasn't gonna just like half-ass it no and she really fucking leans in so we meet roberta roberta walker was one of the first residents of hinkley approached by aaron brockovich in her search for answers to this medical mystery and she comes in with these stilettos and this blonde hair and she was like six foot nine you know and showing everything so we meet Roberta, who's a local resident, and she's one of the first people who came to this law firm because she knew there was something fucked up with the water. And she's here with us today. She's here with us today, and hers are the blood work that looks weird to Aaron. Right, and so Roberta says that Ed Masaries told her, I'm going to send one of my little colleagues to talk yeah. to you about this. Please, God, let that be a misquote. I because know, Because he sends Aaron Brockovich. Right. So please don't, I can't, I just can't live in a world where Ed Masary was like, I'll send that little hot little number lady. down yeah, there. Like, totally. no, 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 Ed. No, I'm sure it's a misquote. I'm positive. But even Roberta describes Aaron as like showing up in stilettos with a blonde hair. She describes her as being six foot nine. Roberta's like, she had blonde hair. And I'm like, well, let's not do that. No. People can have blonde hair. But this is where smart. I have to know, like, where what makes you feel comfortable? You know what I mean? Like, if, if Aaron Brockovich is going to do her best work in nine inch stilettos and a push up bra, yeah. wear that every day. Look, you can put on a full face of makeup. If, if you work totally. from home and you're not exiting your home today yeah. and you still want to put your lashes on, I fucking totally. do it. If that makes you just feel better yes. about yourself, do it. A hundred percent. If you want to walk around your wedding dress, I don't care. If you want to walk around in whatever, I don't sure. know, some hot outfit that you're like, man, <laughs> like I, the pandemic happened and I haven't been able to wear that. Do the dishes in that thing. But at the same time, if you love a bathrobe, you know what I mean? Put that, that on too. too. But that's yeah. it. We nor- we've already normalized okay. lounging in a bathrobe. Great. Normalize lounging in like faux leather mini skirt. If you want to wear your Brooklyn in loungewear, we're going to get to them in this episode. Right. <laughs> but again, we've already normalized that. All right, fine, great. Normalized doing dishes and stilettos. But Erin describes walking into Roberta's house, and she's like, I'll never forget it. This woman was so organized. She had all of her records, like, in a suitcase in the living room. And she's like, we just started to talk. Erin Brockovich is just, like, one of those people you want to talk to, and she's a great fucking listener, which, by the way, is such an underrated skill that I will never have. I know. What, what was that? <laughs> Sorry. No, um, but... <laughs> But that yeah. she actually gives a shit. You yes. know how we're screaming on this podcast? Can someone give a shit? Erin yes. Brockovich yes. gives a shit. 100%. So when she is sitting in Roberta's living room, when Roberta is telling her these horror stories. Uh, I can remember uh, at a very early age, both my daughters used to have severe nosebleeds. I mean, it was just continuous. Blood would start coming out of her, her eyeballs. I mean, that is so fucking appalling. Can you play this out with me for five seconds? Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) We're in my house. Uh Daisy has a nosebleed, and she starts bleeding out her eyes like a fucking stigmata doll. Are you fucking kidding me? I would be. It's hard. Jillian, these people are so calm, and being calm is the right thing, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not calm. Right. Is the whole story. Yeah, period. End of sentence. Great. Roberta tells Aaron, this isn't just happening to me. It's happening no. to all of my neighbors, like dozens of people. And maybe not nosebleeds, but everyone was getting sick. And like families were getting accused of child abuse because the kids were going to the hospital with bloody noses with no real reason. Yeah, we meet Kathy and Leroy Bruce. This happens to them. When would you say these flu-like symptoms first started? I want to say, well, immediately. They suspected us of child abuse. We'd taken... Uh, the kids to the to the emergency room with bloody noses so so regular yeah 
They're bringing their kids in so often the doctors think they're beating their children. Because when the question is what happened, the answer is I don't know. But like doctors, could you do a little work and put it I together know. when you got Roberta on the next gurney with her fucking kids bleeding out their eyes? Yeah, when everyone from Hinkley is yeah. coming in with these like inexplicable injuries and illnesses. Just, just, just talk to each know. other. You know what I mean? Also, I made a note that Bruce, the dad, has the deepest voice I've ever heard. Oh, okay, great. That's all. Good job, Bruce. Very deep voice, Bruce. Cool. Great. <laughs> great. <laughs> we now know that it was the chromium-6 in the water that was causing this. Yes. And PG&E never disclosed the chromium-6 to the residents of Hinkley, and they stayed awfully quiet when everyone was getting sick, and there were all these people trying to figure out why. And they're also, PG&E is handing out pamphlets about chromium-3. Not 6. Not 6, which is apparently, like, good for you, I guess. It's, like, good for the body. It's also deliberate fraud. Well, that's what he's saying. He's pointing out that they knew chromium-6 was in the water, but they were saying it was chromium-3. They're lying. Right. And how do you not think you're going to get caught? I know. As a business owner, I spend my entire day trying to make sure we did everything fucking right. But you know what it is, though? It's what Ed Masary, wonderfully played by Albert Finney, <laughs> says eventually. It's like, they're a gigantic corporation. They felt untouchable. To- like they, do, they just knew that, like, oh, these little people in this yep. little Hinkley in this cute little town. Yep. Yeah, they can't do anything. But also Ed Masary played by Albert Finney in the movie. The real Ed Masary says, like, it was deliberate fraud on PG&E's part, and it was Aaron Brockovich who discovered it. It's true. This is what's so great about this real Ed, like, the real guy. Like, he gave all of this up to Aaron. Without Aaron, none of this happens. Yeah, and also, like, how great is it that he doesn't have to do all this work? Like, I the know. tedious paperwork. Like, it's, it's... And you know what? She's easy on the eyes. Right? Oh, barf. Don't... <laughs> she is, but, like, don't say that. She's got legs for days. I know that, but I let's don't... not focus on it. She's got great boobs, Ed, but don't, don't... worry about it. They're called boobs, Ed. They're called boobs, Ed. But this whistleblower comes forward, and her yeah. name is Lillian Melendez. Saying she was instructed to destroy thousands of company records. We packed it all up in in pickup trucks and we took it to the county dump. And you now believe that many of those documents would show what? How much chromium was in that water? She says we packed it all up in a pickup truck and took it down to the county dump. Mm, and she good. now believes that those documents would show how much chromium was in the water and how PG&E knew about it. Here's my thing. The people who run PG&E, I know. why knowingly kill people? I know. Why not just do the right fucking thing? Is there not anything else that can make the algae and the rust not happen? Oh, right. So we can put right. someone on the moon, it but was, we have to use totally. chromium-6. While we're on it, and not to change the subject too drastically, oh, why was Steve delayed by two and a half hours because we can't figure out how to land a plane in a rainstorm. We can get people to the moon, but we cannot land a plane in the rain. Someone explain it to me. I can't tell you I'm anything sure about planes. I know nothing about planes. They're magic as far as I'm concerned. When I was writing about this in the Facebook group, people were like, this is why Jillian doesn't fly. I hope Jillian doesn't see oh this. Oh my God, I'm glad I didn't see it. Anyway, I don't know the answer. Okay, great, moving on. So Erin works on this case for a year and she yeah. wants to burn it all down. Right. And Ed's like, hold on a second. Ed is taking a little bit of a page out of my playbook. Because he's like, look, they're a massive corporation and you can't go up against them. Like yeah. they have the money and the resources to bury Ed and Erin and their little firm. It yeah. is a small firm and paperwork for like years and years and years. And basically put them out of business. And to be fair, that's how this shit usually goes. Yeah, and real Aaron Brockovich today says, I looked at him and I said, And it's, it's obvious people are being poisoned. I said, Ed, you disappoint me. But that was just kind of the beginning of Ed becoming the best friend I've ever had. Ed, you disappoint me. Yeah. And she said it in that like classic Aaron Brockovich yeah. like, tone. It was they're, perfect. They're poisoning people and lying about it, Ed. Right. <laughs> Ed. <laughs> and then we learn, aw, Ed died in 2005. But the Poor thing Ed. is, Aaron says, like, this was also just the beginning of Ed becoming the best friend I ever had. Yeah. And I said, why did that make me burst into tears? I, know. I was in my office, like, taking notes on this, and I burst into they're fucking such tears. such an unlikely that. duo, but I they, know. like, came together and did good work. Because it's, I kept you know. thinking, like, is this going to be the expose where we find out what a dick? This guy actually was, and it's not. Like, she fucking loved this guy, and he was great to her. And he died in 2005. Yeah. So then, in like, they just breeze right by it. They're like, in 1992, they filed the lawsuit, and it was (laughs) settled. Right, it was settled in late 1996. And I'm like, are we not going to talk about the case at all? And then in my head, I just hear Chris Connolly like, well, lucky for you, you can learn all about it in the Oscar winning 2000 (laughs) film, aptly titled Aaron Brockovich, starring Julia Roberts and Albert Finney. (laughs) Can we just take, give me one minute of your life? Was that not an excellent movie? But let's get what's another one? Was it not an excellent movie? It's a great movie. It's so good. She's still. I'm gonna say something real controversial here. Holy shit! Be fucking careful. A couple things are true. Okay, great. 
Okay, here we go. One. Yeah. It's a good movie. I watched it on a plane recently. It's okay, great. Where are you going? If you're going to sit here and look at me. I'm going to look you right in the face. And tell me she didn't deserve the Academy Award? Over Ellen Bernstein and Requiem for a Dream? Absolutely not. Oh, fuck. I don't know. I saw both of those movies in the movie theater. No one has ever seen Requiem ever again, so it's hard to go back <laughs> and think about it. Ellen Bernstein should have won. Burstyn. Ellen Burstyn. Ellen Burstyn, yeah. Julia Roberts won because it was a big, like, flashy movie. I don't know. I thought she won. Well, when, I, when she and I this become best why, friends, I'm going to tell her you think she shouldn't have this an Academy Award. words are bullshit. I know. Because <laughs> how are you going to compare Aaron Brockovich and Requiem for a Dream? They're apples and oranges. It's true. Give me a break. But we learned. The lawsuit was filed late 1992, 634 plaintiffs, and I believe it settled late 1996. There were 600 plaintiffs in this lawsuit. It was settled in 96. I said, Erin says this sounds like she's reciting a muffin recipe. <laughs> like, she's so over. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Does that mean, like, she knows it really well or she doesn't know it at all? I think what it means, no, she knows it so well and she's over it because she's on to the next thing. Like, the thing that we learned about Erin Brockley. Why did you say muffin recipe, then? <laughs> she, she recites the number of people in this lawsuit like she's reci- like she's bored by it you know what I mean like she's <laughs> never it sounds like that's like an idiom that I just don't know have you ever made muffins before I don't know if okay. I guess if I have to think about it this long than I haven't know. but we learned that when the case was settled in 96 it was the largest lawsuit of its kind in US history and it resulted in a 333 million dollar settlement and Aaron got a bonus of 2.5 million dollars we're gonna learn later I learn right now because I did the math in this moment yeah if you take 300 33 million and divide it by 600, which is the number of people in the lawsuit, that's only $500,000 per person. But after the law firm's fees, each resident got about 300,000. That's not a lot of money. I mean, that's a lot of money, but yeah. that's not like, that's not like. For like a family of five right. going through, like there's and no amount the, of money. Like that money is meant to, I mean, that money is meant to be used for lots of things, but like they got to pay their hospital bills with that shit for right. all, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like PG&E pay the hospital bills and here's another bonus, bonus which right. still isn't enough. No. But here's, here's just a funny little tidbit. Yeah. Factoid. When you Google, which I did, 333 million divided by, Google suggests how much did each Hinkley resident get. No Isn't way. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's amazing. I, yeah. And it's not a lot of money, and we'll come back to that later. And I just said, in this moment, we come back from a commercial, and Aaron Brockovich is standing outside of PG&E, just looking at it. People have died. Gets me riled up. Pisses me off. She's just like muttering to she's herself. She goes, people have died. It gets me riled up. It pisses me off. Yeah, she's like walking around. She's like kicking the dirt. <laughs> totally. And I said, be the Brockovich you want to see in the world, people. You know, if we ever do a season two of Let the Women, she's got, we got to get her. Oh, that's right. Wouldn't she be great? She would be great. I would just be silent. <laughs> she would just, just let her do the talk. Go ahead. <laughs> She'd put me in my place a couple times. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. I don't she, know what I did. Right. No. <laughs> she'll find out. She'll find out and she'll make me pay. Will you say to her on mic or off mic, they're called boobs then? Like seven. You, okay. Ooh, that's daring. I can't wait. At least one. I think you should definitely <laughs> I just tell totally her. Backtracked. You At least tell one. Aaron Brockovich that you think Julia Roberts doesn't deserve the Oscar. Anyway, we get the Aaron Brockovich. Uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> we get the Aaron Brockovich backstory. We learned she was born in Lawrence, Kansas. She's the youngest of four kids. I have a learning disability, dyslexia, and oftentimes was seen as different and stuff. And I'd be the first to raise my hand in class, and I knew, but when it became written. I would turn things around and I would fail. I was always told I could be nothing because I didn't learn in that standard of like conformity. And we learned that she was dyslexic. Yeah. Like Daisy. Daisy's dyslexic. This was like a big, real fucking struggle for her. Yeah. She said that she was always told she'd be nothing because she didn't learn like the other kids. And yeah. ADHD and dyslexia are not at all the same. But like, that's another, sh- like, you just learn differently. Yeah. And I felt pretty seen in that moment. Totally. I, w- I was told by like a couple math teachers that I was oh. basically like an idiot. And oh, good. Great. Yeah. I was told by like, I had some great teachers. Yeah. I'm not going to like, don't get it twisted. But I had some teachers that were just like, they saw me as like the problem child and just oh, like, my- uh, like, you? like, I, I, I was like a nuisance because oh I, didn't, I didn't like learn the normal way. Uh-huh. I was like, I was like the, all right, well, we'll do it. We'll deal with it. Like I was like a problem to be dealt with. Yeah. Teachers, please. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Please don't do that. But her mom, her mom instills in her this idea that she's going to have to find her stick to She learns the word stick So I did not know stick was a word in the dictionary. That's oh, like yeah. a real word. It's a real word. I, I love that word. I did not know that. We get the definition. It's a propensity to follow through in a determined manner, Dogged persistence, born of obligation and stubbornness. Yeah. And, and Aaron it was like, goes, it was like looking at myself in a mirror in the dictionary. Totally. It was like her. But it was her. right, that's what she said. She goes, I'm dogged, I'm persistent. And I and even to this day, she hears her mom. I know. But then we learn about her dad. Okay. Let's, <laughs> okay. okay. So 
gets real serious real fast. I'm just like, let's take a breath, right? I so Erin totally. explains that she had a very strong sense of right and wrong. So yes. she had the situativeness, but she's like all about right and wrong. And yeah. so she tells the story, the reason she got that way. When I was in high school, I got in trouble for telling a lie with my dad. I had decided to skip school, lied about it. I just got busted. And so he grounded me for an entire school semester. It was awful. She's in major, major trouble with her dad. He grounds her for a whole semester. Fine. Wait, no, not fine. He grounds her for a semester. That's a, that is uh, a that's unwritten. By the way, dad, that's putting a lot more work on yourself. Now you're going to deal with that kid. Now you have to monitor her every move. Erin Brockovich, who doesn't like play by the rules. I sent Daisy to her room for six minutes and I can't do it. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Wait till she's a teenager. I know. Good luck. I'm actually just kidding. Steve and I have gotten very good with the discipline. But, oh, it's, but it's really tough. Like, Still, it's, teenagers are a whole different animal. Yeah. And Follow through with discipline is very hard. And a semester, that's like yeah. child abuse. Right. That's well, crazy. That's too well, I don't know if she was locked in her room. I mean, I'm sure maybe no she just food. couldn't go. She's like but, bread and yeah, water. Like, well, hold on a second. <laughs> maybe it was the end of the semester. Now I, ground being grounded is so stupid. Why are you on his side? I now? just said being grounded is so okay. stupid. <laughs> have a conversation with your kid and move on. I don't, well, yeah. I'm not a mother. I'm not allowed so, to have an opinion on any of this. No, it's true. But then the reason I wanted to breeze past the grounding thing yeah. is because it's like, guy, you gotta <laughs> take a deep <laughs> right. breath. By the way, I would love to know that his name is Guy Brockovich. <laughs> Bra. So he right Bra Brockovich. So he writes Erin Brockovich a letter. She's in high school. Yeah, it's so weird that we're talking about Erin Brockovich right I know, now. It's right? so weird. That's why it's on the calendar. Called boobs, Ed. They're called boobs, Ed. So he writes her this letter about how you, your brothers and sister, and I must learn to honestly and freely communicate with each other. And if we can't, then we have torn the finest fibers of our relationship which is the greatest gift you will have on this earth. And we want you to develop into an admired, honest, and respected woman. They are ripping apart the fibers of the whole familial relationship. This is insane. Erin immediately Jesus takes Christ. it to heart. She immediately, like, internalizes that. Which is shocking because she seems, and I'm totally just assuming here, that yeah. she's the type of person that would be like, ooh, you're coming on too strong. <laughs> Come not, on, I'm guy, Brock. Like, I don't respond well no, to that. No, it, 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 Like, we see pieces of the letter. She's crying, telling us the story. It clearly means a lot to her. Yeah. But, like, parents don't do that. That's a, that's a lot. I mean, who knows what was going on in that house? Maybe sure. it was. Maybe it was after years. We're making years, a whole lot of assumptions totally. right here. Maybe after years of everyone lying to each other, right. everyone getting away with everything, the dad finally wrote a letter and put his foot down. But to me, it's like either you ground her for a month or you write the heavy-handed letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To totally. do both is yeah. a lot. It's very much a lot. Yeah. But we learned she goes to college, she graduates, she moves out to California, gets a job at Kmart. Yeah. Immediately goes into the beauty pageant system. She won Miss Pacific Coast. <laughs> I know she did. Oh. Nice. Although I hate beauty. I mean, I j if you want to do a beauty pageant, do it. I just feel like they're a little manipulative. Yeah, and for sure. But right? she went, she, she seems happy. Erin Brockovich is happy to have been Miss Pacific Coast. Yeah, good for her. And I ended up getting married and having my children. Been married and divorced and kids and married and divorced and married and divorced. Then gets a bunch of divorces. Yeah, she goes married and divorced and married, married and divorced. And divorced. <laughs> she had like fine. four divorces total, I think. Yeah. I mean, at some point, maybe you just learned that marriage just isn't for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and she, right now, when this was made, 2021, she still looks like she's like, she looks like she's 28. Yeah. She's got eight more marriages ahead of her. I feel like every, like, these stupid men want to, like, tame Erin Brockovich. Oh, she's God. a wild horse. You got to uh -huh. let her gallop. Uh <laughs> what? <laughs> She's wild horses. And you give me shit for saying it was like she was reciting a muffin. Or I don't know. But horses gallop. I don't they know do. where the muffin thing is. I don't know. But we're now having, I'm going to say it every time. We're having a real weird recording today. <laughs> it's been a weird fucking day. It's a thousand <laughs> degrees outside. Plus some personal things that I'm not going to discuss into a microphone. Oh, God. So here's the timeline. The car accident happens. Aaron works at the law firm. Yeah. The lawsuit happens, this historic settlement, and then the movie. Then Hollywood comes knock, knock, knocking. And you know what? We meet this woman, Pamela Dumond. She's a chiropractor. She's got purple hair. I kind of love her. Yeah, she treated Aaron after the car accident, and Aaron just told Pam everything that was going on, like the lawsuit, the poisoning. She's kind of like me. Like, you can work on me, but I'm going to talk the whole time. Right. Is, <laughs> this is also half therapy session. Sure. Am I right? This is where I just get to talk and you have to listen, And this right? is just included in your Fee totally. So she's like, Pam would do all this work and ask me questions. What's the ice chest in the back of your car where I had a bunch of dead frogs? 
So she told me these stories trying to handle being a single mom and help these people that had been poisoned in this small town in California. And I'm like, Aaron, you know what? Your story would make a great movie. All of this put together, Pamela, the chiropractor, is like, this sounds like a movie. And also, my next client is a movie producer. Let me see what I can do. So what happened? The next client comes in to get their muscles worked on or whatever. And Pam pitches Aaron Brockovich's story to this producer who just wants I know. 10 minutes to themselves. I know. That woman's name is Carla. Carla tells another producer who is here. So, like, this other producer basically says that Carla said to her, girl, Aaron is like if Barbie and Wonder Woman were one person. Yeah, and then it's like she was like Rocky in a miniskirt. And I say, are we going to stop with this? I, that's exactly what I Because said. I feel like it goes against what Erin Brockovich, like everything she does and yes. is and, and all that. Like, can we stop with this? She was a this and a this. I know. She's just a person wearing clothes. She's, it's like right. she's just a person doing some fucking work. Can we stop with the Rocky in a miniskirt? Give me a break. That is so stupid. Also, was she a boxer? No, Rocky no. was a boxer. So she's actually not Rocky in a miniskirt. No. What are you talking about? Tough as nails. But the thing is, it works. Like, right. the movie rights are sold. We see her check for $30,000. And also, is that all Hollywood? Well, I, that's just for the rights. I'm assuming she's got back end, you would think? I mean, I, I, I think Aaron Brockovich would negotiate that, yes. Yeah. Like, Aaron Brockovich specifically would negotiate. I mean, it's literally like she works with an attorney. Meanwhile, Ed, the attorney, would always tease her, like, should we actually do this and who should play you? She's got a great idea. Goldie Hawn! She wants Goldie Hawn. She's like, I want someone fun. It's either Jillian Pensavalli or Goldie Hawn. <laughs> Goldie Hawn by a mile. <laughs> but, like, Goldie yeah, Hawn... Yeah, of yeah. course I have emotions. I'm an actress. I have, I have all of them. them. But Goldie Hawn would have been great, but it would have been a whole different vibe. Yeah. What Ed was saying was, He said, I don't care who plays the part as long as it's not Julia Roberts. Her mouth is not foul enough. Her boobs are not big enough. It's just not going to happen. I don't care who plays you. It just can't be that Julia Roberts chick. Anybody but her. And I'm kind of like, Aaron, you tell that story a lot, I bet. And it's not as charming to Julia as you think it is. Because Ed's whole thing is her mouth isn't foul enough. Yeah. Her boobs aren't big enough. It's just not going to happen. To which I say, it's called movie magic, Ed. Exactly. It's called acting, Ed. And also, can you imagine anyone else playing Aaron Brockovich? That was, they're called boobs, Ed. Only I made it about I, this. I was Gita. with you the okay, whole great. way. Were Fantastic. you explaining that to me or to them? I don't know. Okay, great. Just saying it out loud. I'm just asking. Just to be heard. Can you imagine, like, no. Aaron Brockovich is a piece of pop culture iconography. Yeah, right? I agree. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> Didn't deserve that Academy Award, according to you. I'm just saying. <laughs> Ellen was a contender. Okay, Ellen Burstyn was a contender. Great. So, Julia Roberts is cast in the movie, and as Chris Connolly tells us, it's directed by motion picture prodigy Steven Soderbergh. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, where am I? I Are we going to get back to the victims and those poor kids with the nosebleeds? Are we going to give a shit about them, or are we just talking about the movie no. magic and the boobs? The whole thing is, we learn in five minutes we're just here to do an advertisement for this ABC show about Aaron Brockovich that we're going to learn about in five seconds. That lasted about four minutes. I know. But the in the movie, Aaron Brockovich is telling us that Steven Soderbergh calls her and is like, hey, we want you to do this cameo. And she's like, I don't want to be on camera, which I believe. That, that sounds authentic to me. Yeah. And of course, like this, this scene is famous where like Aaron Brockovich, the person, is playing the waitress at a diner waiting on Julia Roberts playing her. Right. Julia's playing Aaron. But I'm Aaron playing the waitress, and my name tag was Julia. I'm like, you don't do this to a dyslexic. Do you understand? I mean, you just don't do this. Julia Roberts is playing, playing Aaron. me, right. and I'm too dyslexic to handle. <laughs> right. This. And in the bat, and behind Julia Roberts is the real Ed Masry, yeah. also at the diner. And like, you know, Aaron Brockovich has this thing where she's like, looking on my own life like that was very crazy. Yeah. What a surreal fucking moment that I know. must have been. And she does say like, there wasn't really that much creative license. Yeah. It was really that was really me, and it was. Erin Brockovich says, especially at least in how she was portrayed, yeah. that it was super accurate. Yeah, and I'm sure that that's because the movie was like a huge smash hit. Sure. And she was made to look very Was she going to bite the hand that feeds her? <laughs> right, exactly. I wanted also, to make Erin Brockovich too. But also I feel like Erin Brockovich would like fucking raise hell of course. if it wasn't accurate. And honestly, why make anything up? Like if the story is that good, like, you know exactly. what I mean? It's all right there. Exactly. She also didn't know that the title of the movie would be her name. How crazy <laughs> is so... that? I mean, honestly, like that's kind of a risk you know what I mean it's true because it's not 
of fame, but it's a great name. It's so good. It's perfect. You know? It's perfect. God, you love this movie so I much. I love You're this coming movie. alive just talking about it. I love it. You love it. Anyway, now Julia Roberts wins the Oscar for it. And the much more- to your chagrin. Okay. Much to your chagrin. I would tell you to watch Requiem again for proof, but I wouldn't wish that on I you. I can't watch that Don't movie watch it again. again. God Music. damn it. Oh my God, it's so good, but like never again. So basically, the more famous Julia Roberts gets, and Julia Roberts is already incredibly famous at this yeah. point, but because her like star was rising in the sense that she actually won an Oscar, yeah. Aaron Brockovich, the person, is getting more and more famous. And I do think too that like, of course, the movie helped, but like, besides the fact that like Julia Roberts wins the Oscar, Aaron Brockovich did something amazing that I think people are happy right. to talk about. And she's also great on camera and she's great on camera yeah, because she's like she knows how to have a conversation she's super passionate yeah. she, no one knows the case better than her and that's true and yeah. so she's the, really the best and only person to talk to about and it. she becomes like you know you've made it especially like in late 90s 2000s tv when you become a verb oh i'm gonna you're gonna get aaron brockovich but even throughout the years like they quote better call Saul, I know. which is a new television show I know, which yeah. is fantastic by the way but he's like we can aaron brockovich the shit out of this case <laughs> the fact that you know 20 what that years means. later you know and you know exactly what that yeah. means but the 20 years later, that name, because it's a great name. Totally. And everyone knows what it means. And even Aaron is like, we're still talking about this. And that movie came out 21 years ago. It was almost before its time. Because it was about environmental pollution that we are in the throes of today. It was ahead of its time. Like, it was about ground pollution. It was about pollution. And, like, we weren't really having climate change conversations in the year 2000, 2001. Yeah. But, like, that's what's going on in the world right now. Right. Too much talk, not enough action, is what I say (laughs) about environmental (laughs) stuff. So Aaron Brockovich gets this big, like, Hollywood fairy tale, but the people of Hinkley didn't get that big, fancy Hollywood ending. Which is weird, because in the movie they did. Exactly. So, like, that's a problem. That was really sad, like, to find out what actually became of these people in this town. Yeah, so it's April 2021, and Aaron meets up with Roberta, who's, like, the first person that she spoke to and and started putting all this together. And she's the one that is played by Mark Helgenberger in the movie. Yeah. And they made her a white woman, too. It's like, you guys, come on, man. That was just fucking brutal for me to see. What are you doing? You know? Because that character, like, you remember that she's the one who has the hysterectomy. Yeah. And it's like, if I don't have a uterus, am I even a woman? I fucking love this movie, Jillian. Yeah, I know I love this movie so much. And that scene where she sits down with her and, like, says how much money they're going to get. And, like, the look on Mark Helgenberger's face is like, it's going to change my life forever. That's not what happens. It's not what happened. And Roberta Walker isn't white. It's like, can we please, if we're going to tell these people stories, can you just tell the story? It's kind of just unbelievable. I don't understand it. But Roberta now is saying, like, the money did not fix the problem for me. Not at all. I didn't even receive a fraction of that. If I had that much money, I wouldn't be working three jobs. It made it look like we won and we really didn't. If I had that much money now, I wouldn't be working three jobs. It's so sad because Aaron and Roberta have to meet up outside next to some fence because the town has been destroyed. Yeah. It's a total ghost town. So not only did the money really not do anything, everyone had to abandon their homes because PG&E never admitted to any wrongdoing. Right. And then never changed anything. And so what happened was because everybody knew the ground, you can't live there because everyone's getting sick and dying. All of the houses lost all of their value. Right. So PG&E started buying up the homes. They were the only buyers for... For these people who also couldn't stay there because the groundwater is polluted. Yeah. So they had to sell their homes to the company that was killing them at like a fraction of what the homes were worth. Yeah. And so in the movie, the character that Roberta's based on is awarded $5 million. Yeah. Roberta's like, yeah, no one went to court. No one went to jail. I didn't get $5 million. You know what I got? I've had five stomach surgeries, three or four um, breast surgeries. Both my daughters had to have hysterectomies, fibromyalgia. My one daughter has lupus. My husband had prostate cancer, and we all have asthma. Her family is constantly sick. And then she's one of the ones who has to sell her house to PG&E, and she thought she was safe. She buys a house six miles away, and they explain to us, like, what the plume of the underground, like, well water situation is. And basically, she thought if she moved far enough away, she would be away from, like, the contaminated groundwater, but that plume underground just keeps growing and growing. So she buys her dream home with her settlement money, then has to take that dream home and sell that home to PG&E. She loses everything. Yeah, because the chromium six is spreading. Yeah. So you have to travel farther and farther away from Hinkley, but that also means that more people are at risk. Right. And so we learn now that like everything in Hinkley closed, the gas station, the store, the school. Hinkley is down. It's a total ghost town. They started with over 3,000 residents. They're now down to 300. The footage of it actually looks like a set. It really does look like a set. And we meet one of the holdouts, this woman who still lives there. Yeah. So she's like, I love it here. 
I'm surrounded on three sides with open desert as far as I can see. I have an 80-mile vista on a clear day. I love it here. I wanted clean air, I wanted peace and quiet, and I just wanted to get away from all the traffic. I gotta tell you, she's giving me strong Daisy Tipton vibes. I can see she is in the in the way that she like just wanted to get away from the traffic. <laughs> yeah, so she's I mean? like, I don't know what anyone's talking about. She yeah. says the words, "I love it here." Yeah. She wanted clean air and peace and quiet. She has a reverse osmosis unit under her sink to help her get clean water. Unfortunately, her dogs have tumors, and the tumors are the size of boulders. A, a basketball. Yeah, you can it's see terrifying. them through the dog's skin. It's heartbreaking, it's, but she's yeah. like, "Well, it's quiet, and I love it." And I'm like, Penny, I don't know your life but what are you doing i know i mean she's like an old lady like how uh, yeah what you, what, i know you that, know like, it's hard i know everything's hard but like she's like yeah so now the dogs drink the same water i drink and i'm like wait they were getting the other water i know before the osmosis thing i know do you just turn on the, re the reverse osmosis machine i don't understand what does that even do i don't get it science is amazing oh that poor pup i know i hated that image oh it was shocking the tumor in that dog side was shocking yeah but he seems very happy yeah he or she so pg&e claims that they're working on not poisoning people anymore. Right. Well done, PG&E. I mean, God, they're trying. The old college try. So what they're doing is they're taking the chromium-6 water. We got to talk about this because science actually is fucking amazing. One method involves pumping the tainted water onto alfalfa fields where the vegetation converts the chromium-6 into non-toxic chromium-3. They're using the chromium-6, the bad water, yeah. to water vegetation. And I'm like, but, 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 but. But they're saying the science is that the vegetation is actually turning the chromium-6 into the non-toxic chromium-3. Which they spent all this money telling everyone was really good for you? Yes. I'm just saying, if that's true that alfalfa sprouts can turn chromium-6 into chromium-3, that's like Jesus turning water into wine. Wow. I know. Delicious. <laughs> I just don't understand. Through, I mean, that's great that yeah. science can do you that, and that's awesome. At all, but I still want to know the answer to why do you have to use chromium six at all? Uh, I agree. That's. I just. It's a question I yeah. have. I'm, yeah. I'm not accusing anyone. I'm okay. just curious. <laughs> yeah. If chromium three is doing the job, why you got to do the six? You yeah. Know what like, I mean? how do you get chromium three? Do you yeah. need chromium six to do it? And I, can you stop poisoning people? I. These I are all fair <laughs> questions. <laughs> Thank you so much. Should Julia Roberts have won the Oscar? Maybe. And say Hard the word L A U and. I, why do I get in trouble for I that? don't know. Okay. I don't know why. Erin Brockovich is now a clean water advocate because I have to tell you, we have a major water issue in this country. Yeah. Major. And so she's sort of at the helm of this and she's trying to really get people, like she didn't stop caring about this thing because Hollywood came calling. Right. She's made it her life. And that's what's so amazing about it. And like that's what makes Erin Brockovich such an amazing person. She didn't try to go like become an actress or like a co-host of The View. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Which she co-host of The She 100. I, I'm sure she had that phone call. And, I, I'm, yeah, sure yeah. She, and I'm sure she gets it every yeah. once in a while. So Erin, what are you doing? We're going to get the true crime documentary about the cultural phenomenon that is The View. And I will tell and you, I will watch. the revolving seat of like, just no one can last. I will watch the living shit out of If they don't call you, if only to just talk about the Elizabeth Hasselbeck <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell fight and like anything shitty that yeah, Megan McCain's totally. ever said. I could I could literally, like a drag queen, recite that whole thing I in know. costume. I know what they were both wearing. I can see it in my head now. I know you can. And you know what I always say? What? Elizabeth Hasselbeck looked like a fucking million bucks that day, and I fucking hate her. Well, all of those things can be true, right? She I can know. say shitty things. And she can look pretty good. <laughs> you know? What, are you, what am I supposed to oh, do? Oh, Hasselbeck, I hope you're not a paid at the five. Hey, guess what, fam? We're going back to Hollywood. Oh, uh, or are we? <laughs> like, for just a very quick for, stint. It's a quick, but it's the whole reason this episode of 2020 got made. Unbelievable. Because, well, number one, we're in a golf cart on a back lot. Those are always my favorite shenanigans. Yeah. Aaron Brockovich is not into it. They're, like, driving around in a golf cart in a back lot, and everyone wants it to be, like, kooky, and Aaron just wants to get where they're going. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I know. She's got stuff to do. Totally. And she does. That's true. the thing. So we're on the set of The Rebel, starring Katie Seagal. But because it was this woman, Krista, who was like the showrunner of Grey's Anatomy. She like invented Grey's Anatomy. No, she did not. She and didn't? I okay. haven't <laughs> watched a single second of that show, but everyone yeah. on earth knows that it's a Shonda Rhimes production. Oh, right. So How did I get that? I don't know why Krista yeah. is sitting here being like, I invented Grey's Anatomy. Right. I don't think Shonda Rhimes, <laughs> to quote so Gretchen either. Wieners, I don't think Shonda Rhimes would be too happy to hear about this. <laughs> Because Krista is here to say that I'm gonna go meet Aaron Brockovich. She's amazing to me. And we just got to talking. It's supposed to be an hour meeting. I don't even think an hour it went to and then three and then four. Listening to Aaron talk about her family, listening to her talk about her causes, it was like Aaron is messy and she's flawed and she has three ex-husbands. It's like a writer's dream.
she's obsessed with Aaron Brockovich. She's like me talking about the Rosie O'Donnell Elizabeth Hasselbeck fight. She's, she's like levitating off the seat. She's basically like, Aaron Brockovich is a fucking mess. It's a writer's dream. <laughs> and Krista tries really hard to be like the same as Aaron. Yes. So Krista's like, me and Aaron are cut from the same cloth. Right. <laughs> I did well in school. I was a fall down drunk. <laughs> yes, that's true. But we both struggled in school. She had dyslexia. I was drinking. Right. I am now sober for 27 years. And then 2020 tries to do this thing where they're comparing <laughs> Krista yeah. being a teenager who drank a lot uh-huh. to Aaron Brockovich's <laughs> dyslexia. I don't, and being, and Aaron being like so crazy yeah, for wanting true. to help people. What a rebel. She gives a shit. And I'm like, I don't, this is such a leap. I don't, and Krista really is, is very proud of herself. And I cannot not imagine Shonda Rhimes is happy about that. No. And like the whole point is that they're making this show with Katie Seagal called Rebel, which is based on Aaron Brockovich. And we, like, I googled it. I'm like, how have I never heard of this? I love Katie Seagal. Yeah, I love Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, this show was, like, made for you. It was made for me, except it only lasted five episodes before being canceled. Andy Garcia's in it. It feels like... right? Yeah, I think he's the Ed Mazur. I don't know. But I thought I saw an Andy Garcia clip. I don't know. All I know is that, like, it looks really bad. Like, Katie Seagal is a goddess, and, like, the show looks terrible. A lot of good ingredients were there, but for some reason, they, like, over... They overcooked it, or whatever. They overcooked it. I don't know what the analogy... They couldn't make the muffin. It's it's so funny, too, because we get this meeting of Katie Seagal, Aaron Brockovich, and this Krista woman, and they have nothing to say to each other. Yeah, they're just like, let's talk about how great the word relentless is. And I'm like, you and I can't do that word because we're still traumatized from the series relentless that you can hear on our Patreon. But then, all of a sudden... We veer, and I'm like, this is not good. Yeah. We're talking about Aaron Brockovich's daughter's drug use. Yes, we're back. So we go to- This isn't any of our business. No, it's none of our business. We go to commercial, we come back, we're with daughter Elizabeth. And my note here is Elizabeth and Aaron obviously love each other, but when they sit down for this interview, they are like opposing magnets. You know, like if you put magnets the wrong way, they- Yeah. yeah, On the opposite side of the couch. Elizabeth. Yes, dear. Come closer, my dear. Can't wait. I'm going to sit here and be quiet. Okay. Ha. We all know that's a lie. <laughs> we all know that's a lie. Okay. Well. <laughs> Yikes. So we're talking about Elizabeth's substance use disorder. I think it's none of our business, but they all disagree because it's also on the television show. So now we have to spend the last 15 minutes of this documentary talking about it. And I I mean, the thing that I will say is that Erin is like talking about in 2000 when the movie comes out and wins all the Academy Awards, what her life was like as a nine-year-old. Because she's like, suddenly my mom was super famous. Like she was never around. And like the phone was ringing off the hook and we couldn't get her attention. Like it was a whirlwind for a nine-year-old. And that really is interesting to think about, about like the whole movie was about this woman who wanted to do like good in the world and was struggling with that work-life balance. Right. And then, like, all of a sudden the movie comes out and, like, that makes that be, like, a real thing. Again? Yeah. Elizabeth was like, I was trying to find myself. Like, am I a good girl? Am I a bad girl? Am I a rebel? Who am I? And then Aaron's like, well, yeah, but what about that time you and your friend videotaped yourself dropping acid in ninth grade? What? They were stealing money. They were lying. And Elizabeth's like, oh, there are lies I'll take to my grave. I'm never going to tell my mom about some of the shit I lied about. What are you, crazy? (laughs) My mom's Aaron Brockovich. You see that movie? But honestly, Aaron Brockovich is the best mother to rebel against. Yes. Because she mean, gets it. Because totally. she gets it and I feel like she like she's not gonna ground her for a month. She's yeah. not gonna write her an angry letter. Oh my god. You know, like yeah. I feel like she'll be pissed. Right. And she'll be like, well, we have to work this shit out. Right. <laughs> but you won't get an angry letter from Erin. She no. uses her verbal. And like, words. you know, Elizabeth goes to a rehab facility in Malibu and, and then she like joins the army. She like gets her life together. But then we learn that like she's 30 and she's got four kids and her oldest kid has special needs, and she herself has been through several divorces. Yeah. <laughs> she's taken she's a chip off the old block. Like mother, like daughter. Like mother, like daughter. But so it, it really ends with like Aaron Brockovich's final words and call to action because yeah. she says, and this is true, like what happened in Hingley happens all the time. Will we be the people who can care enough about each of these communities to take action? I've been teaching one very simple concept. Superman is not coming. If you were waiting for someone to come save you and clean up the water, I'm here to tell you no one is coming to save you. Superman's not coming. No well, one's coming to save you. You got to do it yourself. And that's like the big thing. Like that's the name of her like second book is Superman isn't coming. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And she's just saying that like you have to be the Superman. If I'm Aaron Brockovich and I look hot in these like mini skirts and high heels and yeah. bustier bras and I'm going around like letting the women doing the work, namely me, yeah. you got to do that too. And she's inspired women all over the world in Kenya and China and Michigan. Yeah. And so she basically like tells us to get off our asses and do some work. She's right. like, you're the missing piece in all this. You want to see change? Do it yourself. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> I will, Aaron. I'm sorry. 
I don't have stilettos though. Can no, I wear my? You look Can I wear my Converse? Though. You think? I think so. All right, I'll try it one okay. day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, we did the 2020 Aaron Brockovich thing. Yeah, the real rebel. Oh my goodness. Hey, fam, do me a favor. Come see us at Obsessed Fest. Yeah, why don't you? Listen, it's gonna be 2,200 of your true crime best friends. We're all gonna be at the Hyatt Regency in Columbus, Ohio, September 30th to October 2nd. It's gonna be days full of like panels and meet and greets and meetups. It's you and me and Ellen and Joey and Amber Hunt, Maggie Freeling, Daisy Egan, Bob Ruff, Robbie Achadri, the Let's Go to Court ladies, the Red Handed ladies, the Generation Y guys, Tim and Lance from Missing. And more people that have not been announced yet, so wow. And Payne Lindsay and other people that are coming. There's a lot that's not been announced. <laughs> At nighttime, we're doing live shows. It's Obsessed with Disappeared and Scamfluencers on Friday, Morbid and True Crime Obsessed on Saturday, ending the whole thing with a big drag brunch. It's really just about bringing the community of our listeners together. That's yes. what it is. We have tons of solo meetups scheduled, so yes. come by yourself. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Right after the big grand opening, we have a solo meetup for people to meet, become How best fun. friends. We were talking with Sasha Armad. She's going to be running those. about like, the, the little games we're going to play in the solo meetups to like break the ice and get people to mi- so like, you, make friends and meet so each other. So you come, quote, alone, but you're not coming alone. No. So get your tickets at ObsessedFest.com. Join us on the Patreon. Yeah. So we're doing Worst Roommate Ever right now. We also did Puppet Master. Yes. And The Vow and Heaven's Gate and The Jinx and The Staircase and Tiger King and all that good all stuff. All Be Gone in the Dark, The Staircase Serial, Lorena, yeah. The Menendez Murder one, The Gacy Thing from Peacock. <laughs> Gacy the, thing on Peacock. The Scott Peterson Might Be Innocent one. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's all of the episode by episode series. We love making the content. Listen, I'm putting this out there. I'm going to say this on behalf <sighs> of the listeners because I watched the whole thing on tour. That Woodstock 99 thing, we got to do it. Oh, we're doing it. It's on the calendar already. It is crazy bananas. It's crazy. It's better than the HBO one. I loved it. I loved every second of it. We'll so, get yeah, to that we're, eventually. We're, yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I move things around on the calendar with oh, Natalie. Really? We're, get, we're going to get to it. <laughs> Stay tuned for our funny and hilarious ethics. One last thing follow us on TikTok. We're making all this content there now. Oh, that's right. What are we on TikTok? Uh, it's True Crime Obsessed Pod on TikTok. Okay, great. So go find us, follow us. We, we're doing lots of stuff. Okay, it's going to be great. Fun. All right, fam. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. I don't think I'll ever forget the confessions and the horror of what he told us. It was such an extraordinary thing to have this insight into somebody who is just so incredibly evil. The devil's in my head, the the rage. I had control and that's what it all comes down to is the control of those bitches. If you just love killing women, maybe. If I didn't have no morals, conscience didn't stop me. I want to be the best serial killer out there. one set of famous people and we all knew who they were. Now there's like truly famous people that I've never heard of. Yeah, there, yes. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely right. But there was a time back in there the year 2000 where Julia Roberts She was the queen the of world. the planet. You, family, you do not understand. If you if you don't, if you don't understand, you don't understand. Like Julia Roberts was, you did what she fucking said. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm getting really worked you're up getting about Julia so, Roberts. You just have to watch Eric Brockovich. Tonight. I have to go home and watch it. I love that movie. So <laughs> it's my time away from my kids. Oh my God. <laughs> I used to see all the movies. Yeah, you saw like a lot of stuff in the theater. Yeah, when I was in college especially, there was an indie movie theater down the road. I saw all the indie movies. Yeah. And I saw everything. My best friend Eric was like a film major. Yeah. So we would go to the movies. I didn't drink. I was just kind of like the hanging movies. out. And I would go to the movies all the time. I love going to the movies. But yeah. now everyone kicks their chair all the time. Okay. <laughs> Did anything good happen this week? No. Okay. <laughs> Not a single thing. Not a single thing. <laughs> It, like Fiona and Mike exist, but other than yeah, that, nope. I'm really, it's really struggling. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just saying it. Speaking of therapy, anyway.